Hello, good gentlemen and fair ladies of the Gilded Ram Grog House and Tea Room. I am Jasper Spitwhistle, just an old bard hired by the proprietors of this venerable establishment to provide you fine patrons with a morsel of entertainment to accompany your mutton, mead, and oolong. Now, now, I'm not that kind of bard. I mean, sure, I've sang a song or two in my day, performed in a play once. It was about a weasel named Bartleby, if memory serves. But that's not all there is to barding. Why, I have a bard friend who swallows swords. And that is barding in his way. You should see him. He's got to be up to six or seven swords a day. And they never come back up either. It's the damnedest thing. One time we went out for a nice meal and he ordered a dagger. Said he'd already had a big breakfast. But my point is that barding takes many different forms. I, I tell stories. That too is a form of entertainment. And from the hours of two to three on an ongoing basis, I have been retained to tell my stories here at the Gilded Ram. Now, seeing as I find myself in Murkheim of all places, there's only one story fit to tell, lest in the way I see it. And that is the story of the Brute Force. No, 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 I know, I know. Everyone knows the story of the Brute Force. Especially here in Murkheim, who doesn't know of the most famous adventuring party ever to walk the lands of Eorith? Well, I can assure you, you haven't heard the half of it. And the half you did hear, uh, maybe a quarter of that is even true. You see, I traveled with the brute force for a time, and I can tell the stories firsthand, as I was there for much of it. And the parts I wasn't there for came straight from the brute force themselves. Now that's a promise you're not going to hear from anyone else. Now when they started out, they weren't the fighting force we've come to understand them as. They were just a loose-knit band of weirdos in the outer posse of one valiant clash tiger. Now, there's a name I bet you remember. The once paragon of Murkheim. Say what you will of the man, but he was notorious for surrounding himself with a virtual menagerie of creatures. People that, at the time, with the heiress thinking, would have been considered monsters. I know, dreadful term, but that was the prevailing mindset of the day. But Clash Tiger didn't care who you were. And it was great marketing, if you think about it. You see a seven-foot-tall beast creature standing behind a man, and you go, oh, oh, impressive. But that guy packs a wallop. And it was in this fashion that Mort, the skeletal archer, Lola, the harpy wizard, Ezra, the punching golem, and Mirka, the fearsome yeti, who found themselves encamped amidst the dunes of the Elysian Sands. At the far eastern end of the kingdom of Dindarest, a long-forgotten tomb had been discovered, and once they crossed its disused threshold, their lives were never the same. All right, you guys are currently in uh, in, in a desert in Dindarest, and this is a little bit further north than where you usually travel. You guys are are used to being kind of around in, in the Murkheim area. 
and you are in the party of famed hero and adventurer, the paragon of Murkheim, uh, by the name of Sir Valiant Clash Tiger. I love that um, guy. But while, but while Sir Valiant Clash Tiger is uh, valiantly clashing, perhaps against tigers, I don't know, you are kind of hanging out at camp, which is what you generally do. So at the camp, around the campfire on this balmy uh, w- desert night, uh, as we kind of glance around the campfire, we see a lot of odd looking um, faces, depending on uh, your definition of odd, I guess. Y- I, yeah, by by most of our definitions of odd, I would think that there's probably some weirdos in this general area. I, I mean, I guess as we're looking around, we, we could first see John. John, tell me about your character. If if you happen to catch sight of me, you would see uh, a figure sitting by the fire with a cloak pulled deeply around his head, with like a, a faint blue blow coming from it. As the wind howls across the desert, the the hood flips back, and you see. Uh, basically a skull, as I am actually a skeleton ranger. Uh, my name is Mort McCoy, um, and I have a, a little border terrier dog called Rufus sitting by my feet. Gnawing on your leg. Yeah, he's just like sharpening his teeth on my tibia. Yeah, that's great. And sitting next to you is a buddy that you've known you know, for a short time now, but you've traveled uh, a little bit across the lands with. Uh, it is is Pat's character. Pat, tell us about your your character. My character's name is Ezra. He is a golem, uh, pretty big dude. Uh, you know, six two, six three, uh, taller than average height, but not not monstrous or anything. He was made out of clay by I guess his creator Ruth uh, about a decade ago. He just kind of looks like a, he just looks real tan. You know, it's not, it wasn't red clay. It wasn't, it wasn't dirt. You know, if you, if you don't look real close, you can't really tell because he's wearing, you know, a long sleeve shirt. He's got on denim type material. He's got a hat. Uh, it's his eyes is, are where you can tell because his eyes are kind of dead. You know, they're just gemstones. He's got a full mouth of giant white teeth. Looks like chiclets. Uh, but uh yeah and he he's been traveling with mort um ruth unfortunately died and he um moved kind of wandered down looking for someone to serve because that's kind of what golems do they're created to just do work protect houses do things like that and um pretty funny story i guess uh mort mort could tell it later how how those two met but um and they they kind of he followed in with mort and they ended up in this fire together in the service of clash tiger all right. Well, as we as we pan around, we see Carly's character probably perched on a, a little fallen uh, like log or something over to one side. Yeah, she often doesn't just sit around the fire with the others. Um, she finds it a little uncomfortable. What with her very bird like body as she is a uh, harpy. She was found by Clash Tiger's group when she was fairly young. She actually fell out of her nest, as sometimes young chicks do, and fell to the bottom of a mountain, uh, was found by the group, uh, but subsequently her wings are inoperable after the fall. Um, She is very intelligent. She actually is a wizard studying under one of the main wizards in Clash Tiger's group, and uh, she sometimes undermines that intelligence because she has a penchant for shiny things and will often get very distracted very easily. I mean, that that's actually one of the reasons why if you looked over at Mort, you would see him rubbing dirt into his uh, short sword <laughs> so it's not shiny enough to, to catch Lola's attention. 
Yeah, I, I'm sure a, a number of people in the group have learned that trick by now as they have found their belongings in stashed within her pack from time to time. Uh, she has a big plume of feathers around uh, her neck, and uh, she has a head of hair, but it's also intermingled with feathers. Uh, her legs are much like a bird's, and she's got arms with talons on the end of her fingers, and uh, she has bound her wings in a brace behind her because she finds that they just kind of get in the way. Awesome. And as we pan around a little bit more, we see uh, nobody else sitting right next to the fire, uh, <laughs> but a little bit away from the fire, kind of huddled just out of out of uh, kind of vicinity, but close enough to be involved in the conversation. Uh, we see uh, Vijaya's character. Uh, my character is a Yeti. Her name is Mirka. Uh, she hails from the Shimmering Mountains, but she... Had a fight with her family, so she has left. She used to be kind and gentle, but the world has kind of toughened her up a little bit. And now she likes fighting and getting into altercations. But um, she is very tall. She is big like a Yeti. You would imagine a Yeti would be built. But I think we settled on like seven, seven something. something seven, 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 and a, seven and some change. And she, her body is covered with lustrous white hair fur hair hair i'll say hair um (laughs) that she um loves to brush and keep in perfect shape it is her pride and joy she loves her white hair and she is scared of fire yeah, I was going to say that's why she's kind of hanging out a little bit away from the fire because yeah, she's not she the biggest hair. she doesn't want hair. her pretty hair to be burned. It smells awful when it does. All right, so you guys are just hanging out by the fire. What are you doing? Um, Lola is actually um, picking bugs off the ground. She actually has a lizard that she's named uh, Hank, who she's she's playing with. She actually sets up little elaborate scenes and and uses him almost like a doll to act out her quote-unquote Barbie dream house. Or like Wild West gunfights. Yeah, Wild (laughs) West gunfights. The the lizard at this point is is kind of used to it and doesn't put up much of a fight anymore. (laughs) Poor Hank. How big is how big is Hank? Uh, Hank's about the size of um, like a full-size chameleon. So not not quite as big as an iguana, but not not a little tiny gecko. Like Rango, the movie that made Johnny Depp famous. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Ezra is is whittling some some local plant stuff into help uh, Hank's scene. He's he's made a little saloon. He's made a little little drawbridge out of out of needles from cacti. Is very handy, Ezra. Not not too good at remembering his name. Super good at building stuff, though. <laughs> Mirka's um, just brushing her hair and keeping an eye out, um, keeping an eye on the fire, making sure it's not, you know, getting too big. So she would have to move, readjust her, or reposition herself accordingly. Just brushing away. And you never get that smoke smell out of your fur. Moore's absent mind the scratching roofs behind the ears while sort of dialing down his sword a bit. Um, and actually, when you mentioned about uh, me throwing my head, theoretically, 
could I throw my head, like, if I wanted oh to see into a room, roll my head into a room, see what was there, and then send Rufus to go and fetch it? Oh, wow, hilarious. that sounds like that sounds like something that we would have to find out what would happen if you tried it. I may have to try it. <laughs> there is no May there. Yeah, yeah, there was a Sega Genesis game very similar to that, Decap Attack. But anyway, so yeah, so I mean, you guys are are basically the the width and breadth of the of the uh, the camp right now. Um, you know that Clash Tiger and his. Uh, close retinue are off investigating some you know ancient ruin nearby you were carousing in a bar and uh expecting to to have a little bit of off time in murkheim and then all of a sudden clash tiger just charged in rounded you guys up and said you were on the way um so he had had a meeting at at the at the palace and next thing you know you guys are are marching off and into dinderast and uh in, in you know as soon as you got here you know buckled down hunkered up built a camp and they were uh off into the ruins so and they've been there for um probably about 2 or 3 hours now and so you know you had kind of time to chill out time to get a little bored the only other person in camp with you is the young squire of clash tiger a young fella named dickory bomberger <laughs> who uh is is in the process of, of of still like kind of washing up dishes and putting things away from like a big feast that was that happened before they they marched on into the ruins. Oh, our little dick. <laughs> <laughs> little dick. Dickery, my man, my main my main village man. How's it? What's happening, man? Oh, hi hi guys. <laughs> um just finishing up here. Got to put away a lot of extra stuff here. I don't. They they got out everything, and then they did. Then they eat like two things, and then they want to get marching off into the. It's just it's so much work. But you know, I don't complain. It's it's a it's, it's a steady job, right, guys? You know what I mean? Works good for you. Makes your back big and broad. You know, you can lift lift more stuff. Oh yeah, no, I wasn't. I'm certainly not complaining. I I enjoy my work. Um, it's a little little dull sitting around, isn't it? Well, you know. Sit, stand, whatever. But I mean, I got to imagine that that you folks have probably seen amazing things out there in the world, far away places that I've never even dreamed of being to. And, you know, to kind of hang out here in Dinderast of all places, it's got to be a drag. <laughs> I once saw this horse that could do math, swear to God. <laughs> Came to town, this dude was like, hey, what's, what's two plus two? This horse did his hoof. One, two, three, four. Damnest thing I ever saw, Dick. I'll tell you what. Um, thank you, Dickory, but, um... Lola kind of gives him a side eye. She looks at this talking skeleton and a yeti and herself a harpy. She kind of gives Ezra a strange look, as in that that's what impresses you. A giant clay man. <laughs> I, um, Dickory, do you have any, uh, food left over? Um, well, yeah, I mean, there's plenty for, for tomorrow, the regular rations and, and the like, but, well, I mean, they got out, they got out the, they got out the sweet cakes. Uh, I, I, I say, Dick, Dicky old chap, um, do, do you perchance have, um, a, a few small scraps for, for little Rufus here? What's a dog gonna do with a sweet cake? 
Well, I, I was thinking more of maybe a few uh, off-cuts of meat or, or a, a bone to chew on so, so he doesn't keep well, eating no, me. D- Dickory, Dickory, come on, come on. You've, you've got an extra sweet cake. I mean, I would be glad to take that off your hands. A dog can eat a sweet cake. If a horse can do math, a dog can eat a sweet cake. That's, that's God's honest truth. And I've seen it. The one. I'd like to see the, the, the second with the dog. She looks at him again like, that's that's what impresses you. <laughs> well, as Ezra, old chap, uh, as, as you know, I've been alive for, or dead for quite some time now. Uh, around uh, nearly 200 years, in fact. Um, I can't say I've ever seen a horse counting. Uh, I have seen a few rather strange things. Uh, for instance, uh, attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. That sounds incredible. <laughs> Remember that time? <laughs> listen, listen. Nope. You don't need to name drop. Remember that time I was walking through the woods and I saw you and then I, I froze because I didn't want you to see me. And then you pretended you were dead because you didn't want me to see you. And then your dog peed on me. Do you remember that one time we, we got to town and you just kind of stood still in the middle of it and then within 20 minutes you were covered in, in pigeons and subsequently <laughs> yeah, camouflage. pigeon droppings? That was pretty great. Camouflage. High, high stealth. <laughs> I'm very, very sneaky. Um, I would like a sweet cake, but uh, Dick, I would like a sweet cake, but can you make sure... Uh, I, I believe not... the, the young chap prefers Dickory. Oh, all right. Well, Dickory, can I have a sweet cake, please? Um, but can you make sure that the, if it's sticky, is it sticky? Well, yeah. I mean, it's covered with glazing. Oh, no. So, I mean, maybe it is I, a little sticky. Maybe I don't want it. I don't want to. I just did my, I just brushed my hair. Look around you, Dickory. I, w- I, would, I would also like to point out that it is, there is just the one. So... I can't really give everybody a sweet cake. Well, I asked I, first. Why don't we just don't, split uh, it into four? Hey, I, I, I don't. That's categorically untrue. <laughs> I've got a. I've got an idea. Okay, let's make a game of it because you've all. I mean, you're all well traveled and well adventured, and you've seen all these amazing things and done all these amazing things. And so, why don't we just make an adventure sport out of it? I mean, let's just see what kind of amazing, cool things you guys could do. You really ninja warrior this thing, and whoever can do the coolest and the best and sweetest and awesomest thing. Gets this awesome sweet cake. That sounds like a jolly good idea, Dickory. Uh, I'll right. tell you what. Uh, pass, pass me that apple over there. Oh, you mean this apple right here next to me? That's the one. Yes. Here, let me shine it off for you. There you go, sir. So uh, Mort takes the apple and he passes it to Ezra. Yep. He says, "Ezra, old chap, uh, would you mind offering me uh, wandering t- to the north uh, around 175 meters, just?" Just place this apple on top of your head. What's a what's the meters to foot conversion here? <laughs> just I'll, I'll just go. Just tell me when to stop. Okay. Okay. Yes. Keep keep going. As I start walking, a little bit further. Just mm-hmm. a little bit more. Perfect. Okay. Now now just place that right on top of your head, and hold yeah, very sure very still. Leave my hand with it. Take my hand down. No, no, take what's your the... head down. Your All your right. head's quite flat. It should stay there. Yep. Here we go. Mort pulls out his bow and he shoots an arrow straight at the apple. I have a speciality in shooting small objects. <laughs> um, yeah. Which I, I call tell it like it is. You get it? You are, uh, <laughs> are you long range at this point? 
Yes, I am the furthest range, so I take a minus four penalty. So that's eight dice. Three successes. Oh, nice. All right. Well, you managed to uh, hit the apple dead center. goes flying off of his head. Oh, super cool. I thought the whole thing was me putting the apple on my head. I thought that was my trick. Oh, that was way better than anything I could have imagined. That, that was really cool. You've got a few. You've got a few years of practice on you with that bow, huh? I have been training for quite some time. I, I don't see how anybody could top that personally. All right, my trick. Apparently, the apple not cool enough. I'm sorry, Mister 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 uh, Gollum man. If you could come closer back to us before you start yelling, I can't hear you, sir. Sure thing. Um, Ezra clomps over, very heavy-footed. His claims of being stealthy earlier clearly fabricated. He gets over, and he's like, listen, the apple balance, pretty cool, I know. But then Mort shot it right off my head. No big deal. I can't do math as well as a horse, but I'm going to show you something that's really going to freak you out. It's like a, it's like a freak show. I'm going I'm to tell you this, swear to God. While he's talking, Ezra is undoing the laces of his trousers. Oh, well, now, oh uh, hey. <laughs> Pulls his pants down. <laughs> Look at this. Smooth as marble, brother. <laughs> I swear to God. Everyone in town was like, oh, this old lady made this, made this golem for weird sex stuff. Nah, man. Slicker in a wet seal. Look at this. <laughs> Lola starts pinging pebbles off of his groin. <laughs> swear to God. I got in a bar fight once, dude tried to punch me right in the junk. Ha! Broke his hand. Broke his hand. <laughs> so once, once, once Dickory realizes that there's no... I mean, Dickory afoot. He <laughs> like kind of peers down and he's like, oh, that's ca- what's that hole under there for? Well, you know, when you got to go, you got to go, my man. <laughs> oh, gosh, I'm learning all kinds of things. Well, the Gollum digestive tract and urinary tract uh. is a mystery to us all. Oh, it's more yourself than anyone. <laughs> Very impressive, old chub. So, yeah, you got apples, you got smooth crotch. <laughs> This is a pretty good day so far for you. I gotta imagine you're seeing some crazy shit. Yeah, I mean, I wish I had two two sweet cakes. At this point, it's it's kind of neck and neck. I, I would I join the Smooth Crotch Club with you. Oh, look at this man. He's got a bag of bones. Mirka slowly gets up um, and says, well, those two are all right. Um, are there any trees around or like a cliff? <laughs> uh there can be there can be a like a ravine sure all right and merica just says watch this so she walks up to the ravine and climbs just starts just climbing up the ravine really fast and then climbs back down well hopefully climbs back down presumably yeah <laughs> we'll find out would that be strength or dexterity uh, that'd be strength, okay, strength, eight. athletics, and then you have like a climb bonus, don't yeah. you? Yeah. So I'm gonna do nine d ten. All right. I got three successes. All right. Yeah. I mean, three successes. I. Mean, it's like you're walking right up the wall. You just like. Zzz, zzz, zzz. There's like it's a it's not a climbable ravine, but she just makes it makes it something out of it. Just climbs up it and climbs back down in like two minutes. Tops. Is she using her cool is or she is she using her like cool ice climbing axe yeah. thing? Yeah. And uh while she's climbing up and down it, her hair is just you know mm. so like good. a Pantene Pro V ad. Yeah. It's like a slow motion <laughs> just swing in the wind. And then she jumps down and says, Top that. 
Yeah, she looks just like Tom Cruise from Mission Impossible, too. <laughs> exactly. Just hanging on the edge of a cliff. I don't mean to be rude, but where, where, where do Yetis come from? I've never seen a Yeti before, and I don't even know where Sir Clash Tiger would have ever met you, even. Have you ever been to the tops of the mountains? Which, which mountains? Um, the because snowy mountains. I have not... S- I've never seen a mountain. All right. Well, <laughs> Nikki, why'd you ask which one? <laughs> I thought maybe mountains were swamps. Mountains are these tall things that are covered with snow, and I come from the ones called Shimmering Mountains all the way up north. And I don't really like to talk about this, but since you asked, I left my family because they wanted me to be someone I wasn't. But then, you know, I traveled all around this land, and people just been rude to me, and it just made me really mad. And I started getting into fights and started drinking and carrying on, and then I uh, met Clash Tiger and his buddies, and they said, Hey, you seem like a really tough yeti lady, and if you want to join our group, Let's do it. And I said, all right, well, I don't have anything else to do. I'll join you. I was also kind of drunk when I joined them, though. I'm kind of glad I did. Uh, Lola kind of pats Mirka on the back. And and I'm so glad you're here as, as she pulls out a big bug from her fur and eats it. <laughs> hey, thanks for grooming me. I can't reach my back. It's funny because I... I could tell you were from the north just because of the way you talk. You've got such a cool northern accent. Actually, I've lost a lot of my accent, but, you know, you saying that it reminds me of home, and I don't like it. Stop asking me about my home. Oh, I, I'm sorry, ma'am. I didn't mean to offend. It's all right. My my temper just flares up. I'm sorry about that. Come on then, Lola, old girl. Let's let's see what you got. All right. You know what? That wasn't bad, guys. I mean that they all they all have their time to place, but I got this. And she she kind of sidles up to Dickory and puts her arm around his shoulder and and says, uh, "Hey, yeah, uh, hey, check this out. Uh, I'm gonna do prestidigitation. So let me roll for it first, and then I'll describe the effects." Oh my god! I got three zeros. So re-roll those. Or oh my god, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I got, I got, I got another zero. Roll it again. So I got a nine seven. See, this is why I wanted to use dice. <laughs> so I got s- seven successes. Holy crap! And what appears before Dickory, it seems to to materialize from the feet up, is just the most attractive woman. If anyone's seen Bravest Warriors. Then, then the, I, I, sexiness is at one thousand percent, and she's wearing almost like a genie outfit, and <laughs> kind of stands in front of him and and blows Dickory a kiss. Mort's uh, jawbone falls off, and he picks it up again, <laughs> puts it back on. Yeah, and she looks she looks as real as any of you. Like a real person is standing there. No. <laughs> kind of making me wish I didn't have a smooth crotch. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that that is an impressive. Eh, that's, that's what a sweet cake, right? <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean that's pretty sweet. 
<laughs> what? Lola plucks the sweet cake out of Dickory's hand. He go he goes over to the the illusion and like tries to put his hand through it just to see like if it's real or not. And it disapparates. Oh my gosh, I'm talking Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, it, it it um kind of breaks apart around his hand. I want to make Mirka like scared of the magic. So she like starts freaking out. She's like, "What? What? That it wasn't there, and then it was there, and now it's gone. What? What is? What? What? What happened?" Uh, hey, hey! This isn't the first time that I've done this this well. <laughs> well, you know, agree to disagree. Remember that time you made that <laughs> weird frog thing. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I, well, uh, well, it was kind of cute. Yeah. Can you can you make like anything? <laughs> yeah, sure. If I know what it looks like. Well, okay. Could you make me? Can you make like a a little a little second dickery? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, so I'm gonna roll again. Oh, I didn't do as well that time. I got one. <laughs> All right. So describe the is it, describe describe so, rippery to so us. The the once beautiful lady kind of starts morphing into oh, no. a, a version of us the the small boy Dickory, except it is not quite as good as the first try. It still has and boobs. He looks, <laughs> he looks a little bit derpy in the face. He's like, oh. Is that is that what I actually look like? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, very true likeness. I'm real good at this. I didn't realize my face drooped that heavily on the left side. America's freaking out again. She's like, <laughs> Dickory's right there. And that's not Dickory, but it kind of looks like Dickory. What is happening? Lola's like, yeah, yeah, Dickory, you, that, that's exactly what you look like, kind of sidles uh, and turns her head towards Mirka and's like, no, 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 that's not him, don't, don't worry, yeah, Dickory, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm real good at this type of magic, Mirka, no, no, hey, stop, stop, don't worry. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mirka, as you're looking at this thing, it's, it looks, it looks kind of weird and, like, not right and, like, evil and, like, bad, and <laughs> it starts to, like, weirdly, like, it, it starts to kind of melt before you, but melt like from the bottom up. Nope, nope, and nope, it's, nope, nope. And it's like, <laughs> it's really creepy. And as everybody else starts kind of like checking this thing out, it looks like it's kind of like just melting away little particles of, of ethereal magic dust off the top of it and are like floating in the wind heading towards where the ruin is. And, and as you kind of look around, you can see that the fire is actually starting to kind of melt away too. that big blue magical fire that was in the uh, in the middle of the camp is starting to kind of do the same thing where the top of it is sort of melting off and trailing off towards the ruins. Uh, Lola had used that that momentary distraction to shove the sweet cake in her mouth and and <laughs> quickly devour it. But as this magic kind of starts to flow around, she kind of stops and goes, "What?" <laughs> with her mouth full of sweet cake and and like crumbs dripping down the side of her 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 chin. Uh, that that doesn't look right. L- Lola, would you, would you mind awfully regurgitating part of that sweet cake for poor little Rufus here? Sure, sure, sure. And as you I'm look at, at that too. as you oh. look at Mort, you can actually see, uh, like the light is bleeding out of his eyes, kind of in the same way Ooh. as as the rest of this stuff is going. It's like as he looks over towards you, it's just kind of streaming past his face, behind him, towards the ruins. Mort, are you feeling okay? My man, what's going on with your eyes? 
Um, uh, I'm, I'm not sure this has never happened before. I must say, I'm, I'm rather concerned. Uh, hmm. Lola kind of bird walks her way over to the fire. <laughs> kind of tilting her head awkwardly from side to side like a bird does and and trying to discern exactly what's going on. As you go over kind of towards the fire to kind of get a better look at what's going on with it, it the fire just like spontaneously goes out. No. And then within a split second and enough time for you to process the fact that like this giant burning magical fire all of a sudden vanished. It all of a sudden explodes out three times larger than it was before. Lola kind of goes flying backwards with a squawk. America's just like running, not just running. <laughs> and running, running, yeah. and sh- and uh, there's a face in the fire, and um, you would all recognize Agarian, who is the wizard that uh, travels in Clash Tiger's group, also the the mentor to to Lola. He appears in the fire and looks terrified. M- Master, what what's wrong? Help us! The paragon has fallen. I don't know what. To- and the fire blows up three times larger still and then immediately goes out and it does not come back. Oh my word. Lola's mouth falls open and parts of the sweet cake go slopping onto the ground, which Rufus, I'm sure, eats up right away uh, and just takes <laughs> off towards the ruin. Diggory, my man, I'm going to uh, go ahead and amend my previous statement. This is way cooler than a horse that does math. <laughs> and then Ezra takes off after <laughs> after Lola. Guys, what should I do? Should I pack up? What can I come or what should I? No, nah, leave it. Come with me. Oh, okay. So he's booking with you. Mirka was running a different direction from the fire, but she sees Lola and Ezra running, so she changes course and starts running after them. Mort has a very worried look on his face. If a skull can have a worried look. <laughs> <laughs> very concerned about Clash Tiger because Clash Tiger is actually his hero uh, and he legs it off after everyone else come, come along Rufus don't dilly dally <laughs> Ezra is very quick and catches up to Lola in a very short amount of time and he scoops her up under his arm and takes off with her like, yes. a, like a football and just keeps heading that direction and she kind of goes with the scoop and and climbs up his back onto his shoulders. She she doesn't not run very. She is not a graceful runner. It is awkward as fuck. <laughs> Mort, from your perspective, you're seeing like everybody else like heading towards this ruin together, and it's such a weird look for because you see this giant like tank like thing like running ahead with a bird lady tucked under his arms and <laughs> like, like a just. just clobbering his way towards these ruins and then kind of like behind him a little bit back there's this gigantic yeti lady that (laughs) is like weirdly bouncing like from dune to dune in but also running in slow motion so that her hair is just slow so fabulous. She she looks amazing and so and and like so awesome the way that she's running, but she's not moving super fast. Every time I look at her, it's like slow motion. The hair flowing. It's so <laughs> her, her run style is so elaborate that she's like bouncing from thing to thing, and it's like <laughs> it's the slowest possible way that you could get from point A to point B, but the most dramatic <laughs> and the most fabulous. You gotta do what makes you look good all right so the first one that reached the first one to reach the ruin is rufus but then the rest of you quickly join him because that little dog is fast 
So she kind of uh, pulls back on Ezra's shoulders like a horse <laughs> in its reins and it's like, whoa, whoa. And he kind of does a does a hockey stop, but they're on sand. So it just <laughs> slides up a whole <laughs> bunch of dust. <laughs> we made it. The ruin itself is kind of half built in, half built out of uh, of like a kind of the wall of the of this kind of cliff face that kind of carves back around through the desert. The one that uh, Mirka kind of climbed up earlier. Coming at it from any other angle, you would almost not even know it was there. So it's something that could that could quite easily be hidden for for a long time. But when you approach it, you can see that it is obviously of someone's construction. It's very elaborately decorated. The doorway, which uh, once stood proudly, has been smashed on its frames. Probably the the work of the barbarian in Clash Tigers group, a gigantic man named Hoff. It's got this a massive eagle. Uh, is perched along the top of it. Not a real eagle, but a, a statue of an eagle, I suppose. But it, wingspan is is easily 15 feet wide. And giant pillars kind of uh, span along the sides of it, but most of them are, are fallen or crumpled. After you! Yep. Lola says to Ezra. Ezra walks in. Okay, there is light in here. The torches that rim around this room are lit, and it's kind of a large, oblong, uh, oval-shaped room. Um, about halfway across the room, there's uh, a kind of a, a big pit, and it's about 20 feet deep, that has what looks like tiled walkway kind of leading out across to a doorway along the other side. Underneath the tiles, it's scaffolding, um, kind of like wooden scaffolding. It looks a little little shaky, a little rickety. Um, and so there is a, a big gap between where uh, the edge of the actual floor ends and where the beginning of this tiled scaffolding is. So it looks like whoever was through here before um, either had to climb down and go across, climb back up or jumped across or, or something. All right. And so I'm in I'm in by myself. The other ones are still outside. Uh, yeah. I mean, you got like you got like two seconds before everybody okay. follows, I assume. OK. Just looking around the room, trying to I guess I need to do like a perception to see if there's something I can do in here. or uh, How big is this gap? Uh, gap looks about 10 feet across. Like I said, 20 feet down. Oh, yeah. I can jump that for sure. 20 feet. 10 feet. 10 feet across, 20 feet down. Right. Yeah, you could probably jump that with like a running jump. Yeah, like a running jump for sure. Um, if you want to search around, yeah, you can. That would be like um, wits and perception. Oh, I just wanted to jump. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wanted to Fair enough. just try and jump the gap. That's easy. Okay, that's strength and athletics. Strength and athletics. Okay. Oh, no, six for me. You'll do the running jump, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got three successes. I don't have a chance to go to the dice store. So I'm using a roll 20. The, the, the dice store where they only sell dice. Hell <laughs> yeah, brother. So that's weird because you gain you get one jump for each success. But if you're getting a running jump, you get your size plus four per per sec. Yeah, you cleared it. You clear it, no question. I'm like, hey. So he backs up towards the door. And he goes, hey, Mort, my man. Check this out. Wait, wait, where's Dickory? Is he still got a sweet roll? And he takes off running and uh, <laughs> kind of leaps long jump style. He doesn't leap one foot in front of the other. He does both, you know, two feet out and lands quite loudly. 
Yeah, and actually he lands. He clears the one he was aiming for and hits the one behind it because it's like these these big these giant tiles. It, it's a loud sound and it kind of you, you hear like the groan of wood as the thing kind of sways a little bit under this giant weight that's pressed down on it. But I mean, it holds it holds fast. And I turn it on to like a Carrie Scroggs feet together. <laughs> huh? All right, you guys. I hold up a little placard that says 10. <laughs> I don't know where you're keeping that man, but all right. Minor, minor, minor French colors and it says 8.7. <laughs> we always disregard the, the lowest scores. Throw it away. All right. Well, I'm on the other side. All, all right. right you're on the other side. What's everybody else doing? Mirka walks in. Uh, I guess she can try to jump it too. She, she could probably do it. All right. Give it a give it a roll. Give it a roll. Uh, three successes. You clear it no problem as well. And actually, you kind of you, you go blo- you go blowing past Ezra. Like you get you get like another like four or five feet of distance because you're bigger than Ezra, so your size like gets you even further. Um, and so luckily he was he kind of landed to the left side of this tile area. You you clear past him and even one square past even where he was man when she was jumping her hair her hair just like was blowing back it just looks fabulous and when she lands she kind of does the hair toss thing (laughs) and gives Ezra a look like how about that (laughs) that was pretty good (laughs) <laughs> so, pretty good. so despite Mort's panic about Clash Tiger, he's a little more cautious and I want to do like a perception on the room as a whole to see if I can see like a safer route or anything that might have missed from like a cursory glance sort of thing. Sure. I would like to do that as well because Lola, while she is also looking very panicked, is not super physical and, and nervous about that jump. Yeah, and actually, I think Dickery is going to do the same thing. He's kind of weirded out by this whole situation, so he's kind of peeking around. So perception plus wits for that, right? That's correct. Three successes. No, two successes. Two. Yep, Dicky got two as well. Well, Dicky. All right. Well, I mean, between all of you, you get a pretty good feel for the room. Um, there's uh, the 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 immediately to your left as you enter in, like the whole wall is kind of crumbled in. Um, a lot of the bricks have been damaged by pillar a pillar that that knocked loose at some point in the past, and it looks like the ceiling above it is a little bit caved down. Uh, and in kind of that general area, as you're looking through, kind of you can find a, a like a small rope. Um, it's about yeah forty to fifty feet worth of rope. Uh, not originally it was originally probably about a hundred, but it's been kind of frayed and cut out. So you can get about, about 40 feet, I would say of rope out of it usable. And as you're kind of looking around the rest of the area, kind of over to the right hand side next to the, uh, next to the torches over there, you see a, a big silver level, like lever sticking out of the wall. Uh, how shiny is it? <laughs> it is super shiny. Oh boy. Okay, I'm gonna make a willpower roll, and that's how I'm gonna decide how how Lola feels about these shiny things and how much she has to deal with them. <laughs> okay. Uh, I got a three, a two, and a six. <laughs> you are uh, mesmerized. 
Oh, by man. this shiny le- this little shiny lever sticking out of the wall. It uh, the torchlight is kind of glistening on it just the right way. <laughs> so she she immediately just almost like uh, what is it? Pepe Le Pew floating in the air towards the perfumed cat <laughs> <laughs> starts to drift towards this lover. Yeah, as we tickle the piano ivories as she crawl her way over there. America's like. America's like yelling at her. She's like, leave it alone. Try to like get you just over jumped, here. You just jumped across the pit and are facing the other direction at this point. So you're going to have to lean on somebody else on that. Can I do some kind of investigation to see if I can work out what it might do before Lola manages to get to it? Yeah, that would be good. Um, why don't you give me? You could do a wits, or you could do intelligence. Kind of either one, because no, I mean, this is a two, this is so. mechanical, you know. So uh, my investigation is only one, so that's three. Okay. Uh, no successes. All right. I mean, it, it's just a lever sticking out of the side of the wall. There's no exposed uh, gears or pulleys or ropes or anything like that that gives you an idea as to what it could control. But it, I mean, it's obviously there for something. It does something. Oh, also, I pick up that rope that we found and store it in my pack. Okay, cool. You has one rope. <laughs> well, Lola's going to go and try to pull this thing out the wall <laughs> if no one stops her. All right. So you go ahead and yank on this lever on the wall. God damn it, Lola. I can't help myself. Uh, you hear the kind of the whole wall rumbling behind the lever. And uh, Ezra and Mirka, as you're kind of looking around, you feel like the ground below you shaking. And all of these other tiles start raising up around you um, from down below in the pit. Uh, and next thing you know, you are standing on what what looks to be uh, a, a completely solid floor. You wouldn't notice it is any different than the floor that you originally walked into. Uh, the pit is kind of obscured with all of these tiles that have raised up and kind of fer- perfectly matched against each other, uh, except for there's two large holes still kind of cut out in the middle of the room and in, in, uh, kind of right past where these these giant pillars used to stand. Huh, look at that. <laughs> Lola, fix the floor. All right. Uh, I do do that. She kind of struts her way across the solid floor with her her feathers all hoofed proudly. All right. Uh, as soon as you step out onto the area that used to be a pit, I need you to make a oh, roll shit. for me. Oh, no. What, what do I have to roll? <laughs> I'm going to need you to roll composure and wits. Okay, this is not too bad. Uh, so, uh, two. Okay, uh, so as soon as you step, you know, you're all proud of yourself. You step out on the one that used to be a big pit behind them. And you're like, ah, I fixed this floor. You guys didn't know what was up. Uh, and as soon as you step on it, you realize it's not there to support your weight. Um <laughs> But you notice that as soon as you step onto it and you kind of almost do this like weird little half jump, half like. Fl- like flail in the air she ends up like standing karate kid style with her two arms up and one leg dangling <laughs> above the other well actually i mean you you stepped out on it before this happened and so you are actually trying to jump a forward oh, on and try to boy. catch up 
to the to the place that that they're standing. Um, so Ezra and Mirka, both of you can try to try to catch her as she's jumping towards you. Um, <laughs> go ahead and roll a um, composure and dexterity. Now would be a great time to learn to fly. Do we need to do the same as well? <laughs> Yeah, Ezra, Ezra, either Ezra or Mirka or both of you can try to do composure plus strength. And between the two of you, I need like two successes out of this. She's jumping forward and she's, if you could slow down time, she looks back at her wings and glares. <laughs> I got one success. Right. I'm about okay. to tell you how many successes I have. Zero. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> between the two of us i'm trying to catch you uh so she she goes flying into uh the the great abyss mirka reaches and crabs her and just kind of gets a hold of the scruff of her collar and ezra is just a little too slow to react to that and she starts to kind of slip out of your hands mirka so i'm gonna need you to make a uh strength plus athletics Roll to just yank her up onto this platform. I got you. Hopefully, out of this eight, I'll get something. For someone with such high intelligence, she's a little bit of an idiot. I got three successes. (laughs) All right, that's going to do it. So you are able to kind of pull yourself back up onto your knees and then just lift her up out of this pit and set her down next to you. You has saved one harpy girl. But... Like, I kind of have pulled out some of her feathers. So I'm like, I try to put it like back into her scruff. Like, that's possible. Like, and lick like, it and stick sorry. it to her. Yes, yeah, sorry. I pulled out your feathers. And she kind of sheepishly is like, thank you. <laughs> All right. So we have uh, Mirka and uh, Lola and Ezra are all kind of standing on this walkway. That uh, looks completely solid, except for this now giant pit behind them and uh, a little bit to their forward and to their left and right they have other holes in this floor mort what do you uh gotta do can i remember the layout of the floor where the holes were before so i can step on ones which weren't already lowered down hey mort yes can you tie the end of that rope onto an arrow and fire it over here we can pull you over that's a jolly good idea, Lola. That's a way better idea than I had. This is going to be great. Uh, I, I have an even better idea. And I hand one end of the rope to Rufus and just send Rufus across him, assuming that he's light enough not to trigger any uh, pitfalls. Yep, he just trots himself right over to the rest of the group. Rope in jaw. Okay, uh, I tie the other end around myself and then cautiously step out onto the tiles. Sorry, Diggory! Oh no, it's it's fine. I think I'll stay here. Um, just right here in the doorway, if that's fine with all of you. Probably move to the side, make some sort of a lean-to. Should I just hide under these rocks over here? <laughs> that's that's a good idea. Ro- if, you, if you hear anything coming, just give a, give a bird call. Oh gosh, I'm great at bird calls. Let me, here's, here's the one that I usually do. A whip a a whip a Lola looks really offended and is like, how dare you? I'm sorry, that's. Perfect. That's, that's a good whip a 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 whip a
<laughs> All right, so he scatters off. He's, he, he scampers off behind the, the, the ruined pillar. And he's, he's found himself a pretty decent hiding spot. All right, so more. you start walking off into uh, the uh, general direction. Obviously not on the, the one that has fallen out from under Lola, but kind of around the other side. Let's have you make one roll as well. Go ahead and roll that same wits and composure roll. Okay, that is 5d10. Oops, drop, drop. One success. <laughs> All right, well, I mean, you managed to get a pretty good idea as to where you think the, the tiles were before uh, before the the rest of the floor got raised. And you, you do manage to walk out onto one that is solid, uh, and then you kind of step catty corner across to the where the rest of them are standing um and hey you make it over there no problem nice for you to join us mort so you guys are about three squares away from the three tiles i suppose away from from the door um rufus kind of scampers over to the doorway just like looking back expectantly kind of kind of giving you the like let's go let's move it what's that rufus little timmy stuck down the well These tiles are five feet across each. Uh, they're about ten feet across each. The tiles are. Yep. So there's thirty feet in between us. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Think I can go two for two. He Ezra starts backing up like he's getting ready to jump <laughs> can, again. Can, wait, 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 can I get on your shoulders for this one? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I don't care. Any, any objections? If you have Lola riding on your shoulders, I'm just going to only d- give you just like a neg one yeah. for that. Well, I'm, I'm hoping someone's going to tell me no, because this is a 30 foot jump. Oh, no, I'm not going to tell you no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see this. <laughs> yeah, let's see what happens. Lola climbs up onto his shoulders and 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 kind of huggers her head right down and looks eagle-eyed towards the door. Any objections? Uh, Mirka says, Mirka says, I, I don't know. That looks, the other one was, you know, this is three times as long as uh, wide of a hole. So I don't know. I don't know if you should try to jump this. I don't, <coughs> I, I'm not a horse. I can't do math. Well, if you, if you want to try it, go ahead and try it. If he decides to try, then I'll tie the rope around him. And hand okay. the other end to Mirka because she's obviously the stronger of us. Sounds good. All right, yeah, I'm absolutely going to do this. So I'm back all the way up to the edge of the tile, get a ten foot running start, and I'm only <laughs> rolling five die this time because I have the. All right, Lola, <laughs> hold on. Here we go. Two successes. <laughs> all right, two successes. It's going to get you. Let's see what eight plus four. Eight uh, plus five. Yeah, you get. Th- 13 feet so with that? Jump, oh, no. <laughs> we jump a tile and a half. Well, not quite as far as we needed. <laughs> well, you, you give this running jump and everybody is terrified almost immediately because it is quite obvious that you did not <laughs> get the arc. I mean, none of you have studied uh, have, have studied Jumping? basic like quadratic equations at this point, but you know that like the angle and the momentum that he's got is not going to, I mean, the arc is not going to intercept where it needs to. Uh, but luckily enough, when he does come down with a crash and a thump, it is in the middle of a tile that is completely solid. Okay. So he, he lands short, but on something that doesn't give way underneath him. Exactly. Like we planned it, right? Lola. <laughs> she high fives him. <laughs> we turn around. Lola's still on my shoulders. 
when you walk to the edge of this this one that you're on, you would actually be able to walk right on to the the, the one that the doorway is on. Sweet, that's what we do. Okay, so you guys made it. Lola's still on my shoulders, like a like a little kid on their on their mm-hmm. shoulder. Where mm-hmm. we just turn around and we look at everybody else, like, "Come on, y'all!" <laughs> Simultaneously, we put our arms, our hands on our hips. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think what I should do. Merka gives in really easily to peer pressure, so she's like, okay. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> you only gotta go like a tile and a half. It's true. So it's athletics and strength. Yeah. Oh, two. Two successes. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you made it on the same tile. A little bit further. Because, hey again, your your size helped you. Mort says, uh, oh, what the hell? You only lived twice, right? <laughs> I don't do it, Mort. That doesn't seem right to me. And, and he tries to make a jump as well. Uh, bearing oh, in shit. mind, he no longer has the rope because... <laughs> right. Because has one end of it. <laughs> and Ezra has the other. <laughs> yep. um, so, what was that? Strength and athletics. Strength and athletics. At the moment, it looks like Mirka is walking Ezra like a little kid <laughs> that is wearing one of those harnesses. <laughs> um, that's no successes. Oh, no! <laughs> uh, so you make your running jump, and you make it about halfway through the tile right in front of you. Uh, a moment For a moment, you just realize that uh, tendons are probably necessary for this type of a thing, strangely. And the tile below you starts kind of uh, shaking and immediately kind of falls out from underneath you. Uh, And you are plunging down into this 20-foot pit. And so he did fall into that pit thing that I was talking about earlier. And I don't know why I repeat myself in this fashion except to say that's uh, that's all the time that I have to tell stories today. I uh, do hope you've enjoyed the story so far. And I, 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 I know you are quite concerned about Mort's well-being now that he's falling into a pit and will remain so for several weeks by your time standards. Uh, but I will tell you that uh, he does survive. Um, I mean, in a way, he is undead, and so I don't really know what the proper uh, terminology is for that type of thing. But suffice it to say, he is no more dead at this point in the story than he was at any earlier parts of the story, so you can kind of take that for what it's worth. But I do hope you'll join me next time to to hear a little bit more about what happened next, because oh boy, I tell you, it got really messed up in that tomb. Oh, there were things in there that, oh jeez, people shouldn't see and other people probably shouldn't hear about, so if you do have a heart condition, maybe skip the next session. And uh, join us back later, where we can talk about some nice uh, candied yams and things of that nature. You know, things that are, are more comfortable for, for people with delicate constitutions. This would be anyone with a constitution modifier less than one, so, you know, check with your doctor. It never hurts to be careful. Bye.